Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host, Billy Powhan, or I guess you could call me uh, Oz, great and powerful. And with me, as always, is my the Finley to my Oscar, uh, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. I know, is it kind of racist? A little. Kind of, but I thought I will be the wizard, though. Then again, yeah, I would probably be Finley. Let's no, I thought out. it was like, if we're going to do the wizard, I, was like, I imagine you as one of the guards, though. I was like, if the wizard's not here, no way, no how. Oh, <laughs> so I'm one, I'm one of the winky guards? Yes. Played by Bruce Campbell. <laughs> anyway, yeah. what's up, guys? We're ending Sam Raimi month with one of his most controversial, or yes. not really controversial, divisive. It's movies. a really divisive movie. Oz the Great and Powerful, the last movie he made before he did In the Multiverse of Madness. And... This movie is really special because not only because of the divisiveness for me, but also because The Wizard of Oz is one of my favorite movies of all time. The 1939 version will go before we get into semantics because there's a lot of versions of the movie right now. And so, yes, the 1939 version, because I think before the 1939, there was already three versions before this. There I think was. there was a silent one. Yeah, there was like two or three silent ones. And so, yes, the 1939 version. You, you don't like the one with Leah Michelle and Martin Short? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I just saw that one. That, that one is Pinocchio, like Polly Shore Pinocchio bad. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of the $700,000 he made on opening weekend. I saw that one on opening weekend. Simply because you love The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Uh, the Oz brand that much. Yes, I love the Oz brand. I'm one of the people that likes Return to Oz, even though that movie is really fucked up. But it was made Return for to me. Oz is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this movie was made in the craze of Avatar. In that craze of the 3D crap and Alice in Wonderland and everybody was doing the 3D thing. I think this movie represents the end of that era because I don't remember like a big 3D movie after this. Yeah, um, I can, I can kind of see that, but... Um, I actually think the first, the first third of this movie is mm-hmm. really, really good. Yes. That's the thing. Also, like, uh, I, this was the first time Billy watching it. I saw this movie in theaters. I had but... never seen it. I had only heard about its divisiveness. And mm-hmm. I remember the trailers. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I never forgot. Like, in the promos, they would see the Wicked Witch in this big fireball and you only see her mm-hmm. shadow and i was like okay that's cool mm-hmm. and if only it would have kept that way <laughs> yeah like i don't think like they were really i don't know if the marketing did it on purpose because they knew about me like transformation was not convincing or they were really trying to hide it for people not to know because yeah, I remember even in the posters, they were trying hiding it really heavily that you could not see the transformation of her as Theodora, as the Wicked Witch. Because even the po- like uh, the thing that you said about shadows, I remember the poster when you see Mila Kunis in the red coat, but then you see the shade, the, the shade on the other side, kind of like Phantom Menace kind of style of poster. And I'm like, they're really hiding how they're going to do it. And I remember I was like, they're going to do like a, Maybe like putting some prosthetics because we were still like a. If Nicole Kimmel won an Oscar for using a fake nose in the hours, couldn't just put out like a fake nose to Mila Kunis? 
Yes, I brought up Nicole Kidman. I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> I, hate, I, I hate you so much. <laughs> but you know it's true. She won the Oscar because of the prosthetics. That's true. It's very, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yes, released in 2013. Ooh, March 8th, just five days before my birthday. Mm. Okay, so that was interesting. Of 2013, so I was uh, about 17 at that time. And going so, to yeah. Gravity Falls 2013, the fucking <laughs> Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, um, yeah, I was way too old to see this movie, and I'm I'm glad I didn't see it right away. But this was based off of yeah, L. Frank Baum's Oz novels. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be set during um, 20 years before the events of the original novel. That's the thing that I was gonna ask because the movie plays it out like maybe this is like 10 years before the original movie but i think we never know the year so i'm like uh it's interesting that you're saying yeah 20 years makes sense though but it also somehow acts as a spiritual prequel to the 1939 movie and it's, it's very the, clear that, you know, that our sleep of like trying to play both sides yeah and it's very clear that it uh is more towards the 39 movie which mm-hmm. i understand it's the more popular version than it does uh l frank Baum and I was more surprised that Disney did it. I thought the MGM would jump right on that because it's it's one of the biggest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were deciding to revisit Oz was very interesting to me. And for the role of Oscar Diggs, the wizard, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp declined the role. And then... At this time, he was still okay. James Franco mm-hmm. decided to take it because you have to understand uh, there was a period of time where James Franco did solid work, mm-hmm. like really solid work. And he, for he's a piece of shit now, but he is a great actor. The, the Disaster Artist was like his last big hurrah for sure. And like before Oz the Great and Powerful, I think his biggest hit was This is the End. Really good fucking comedy uh, with Seth Rogen and all of the frat pack. I think the year after this, he did 127 Hours. Yes. Which I remember when that story ended up on the news. Mm-hmm. About the guy, uh, Aaron Ralston, trapped between the boulder. How do you have to cut his arm off? I thought it was like a, one of those stories that you just tell. Mm-hmm. somebody like hype it up i didn't know he actually did that mm-hmm. also <laughs> the great deadpool joke you ever seen 127 hours spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> he cuts his hand off <laughs> but yeah no we're here to talk about oz the great and powerful great cast and um didn't realize if if they had said in the marketing oh from the guy that did spider-man i would have been there but I didn't know True. it was Sam. Thing, they I didn't, didn't market that he was directing it, though. They did not market Sam Raimi's name at all. Mm-hmm. I think this film was very mismarketed, and it looked very generic. I was like, okay, this Alice in Wonderland sort of knockoff. It's because of the thing. It was marketed in that way because the selling point was the 3D. It was because of Alice in Wonderland being such a big hit. And the 3D would only work during the first act. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's only really for one sequence. And that's the other thing. It's interesting because they they let Sam Raimi not to do a lot of 3D though, because 
I'm pretty sure everybody was on Tim Burton's ass because that one, that one is heavy with the 3D stuff. Like you can feel like everybody throwing something at you. I'm surprised that they let Sam Raimi to just the 3D is more atmospheric, especially when you see us getting into the world of us. When you see all of the flowers and the plants, it feels like more like a, something from the environment instead of like throwing you something in your face. Yeah, for sure. And let's just get into this. So it starts with the Disney. Oh, this is our first Disney movie, I think. Isn't it? I'm fairly certain. Well, it's the only no, one. We I can did remember. the Pixar movies. We did so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the first one where we get the Disney castle. Well, technically, well, like the the different Disney castle. Well, we had never done a Disney live action movie though. That's I true. Think this is the first one. Yeah, I think this is our first Disney live action movie. And you know how they switch up the castle thing for the live mm -hmm. action stuff. Well, they did that in this movie because it's in black and white. Yes. And this is great creative choice the film is shot in a standard frame which mm -hmm. is a four by three so it's like in this sort of box yes thing but it's still work like it still has enough room to where it works and it's shot in black and white like the 39 original mm -hmm. that was great and so it starts with uh this is the year 1905 and the and credit sequel feels very tim burton very tim burton great fonts too mm -hmm. uh so it starts out with oscar diggs played by james franco he is a illusionist con man sort of like a one of those street magicians that you see mm -hmm. like you know he's full of shit but he's very entertaining very charming man too we were talking before the podcast and yeah he's employed by a traveling circus of course and he he's like the music man mm -hmm. where you know he claims to do certain things but no, he's not. But he's very good at his job. Yes. And uh, this is... It's made very clear that this guy is a jerk and that he has way too much ambition. Like, he's like, I, mean, I want to be like... He likes to play with women. A lot. Yeah, totally not reflective of reality, Franco. <laughs> yeah, we, we stand Dave Franco. <laughs> not, not, not James. That really hurts because I think James is the better actor, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then we see this random girl that maybe he just got hired. She was like, she's going to be like the wizard, the wizard assistant. And she's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that I'm going to do this kind of job. And I was like, oh, just you're going to pretend to be the simple country girl. And this music box was from my grandmother. What was her name? Serena Berkers. <laughs> She was killing a battle. Which one? The battle of Beskosh. I have never heard of that one. In that one, she died. <laughs> Lovely that she's the one giving her the material. Like he's making the story. It was like a. And then I was like a. And then we see the entrance of Zach Braff. I was like a, We don't have a lot of people, but this is the money that we got, and we oh, see it's that. Frank. Yeah, we see that he takes like a, most of the money. He leaves like two coins for Zach Braff. I was like, for you, my darling, that's the girl. The applause will be enough for you as payment. And then I love Zach Braff. I was like, ah, you're the new one. I remember the other one that left us. She suffered from a broken heart. And James Rock was like, from a heart attack. <laughs> she suffered from a heart attack. Heart attack. attack. <laughs> and it's doing the thing where 
they have cast members that'll be in Oz um, in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And they're, they play different characters, which, funny enough, the wizard actor Frank Mor- Frank Morgan, mm-hmm. that was done on purpose, see? It's a callback, because Sam Raimi do- does love his... He shoehorns so many details in this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed by it. And there's, like, little nods and callbacks, and from the way it's shot to everything it's it definitely owes more to the 39 version where mm-hmm. it was like they were humans before like and uh, my point is the actor that played the wizard in the original version he played like four different characters in that movie mm-hmm. and it's funny that that doesn't happen here but we get really three people and zach braff is one of them yes and there is a line where he's just like you're not my friend you're just a trained monkey Wink. Okay. <laughs> yes. Not not one of the winkies, but yes. Mm-hmm. And we see during his show, he's excellent. And there is a uh, disabled girl, like uh, a paraplegic girl played by Joey King of the Kissing Booth fame. Yes! Before she got her big paycheck from Netflix. For me, she'll always be uh, from Ramona and Beezus, which is the movie she did with uh, Selena Gomez back in the oh. day. She was the little. She was the little uh, Ramona. Look and, at that. Uh, he is just like, oh, I need a volunteer, and of course, the girl doesn't remember her line. So he's she's just so like, stupid. Like uh, she sees everybody raising their hands. She's like, uh, I need another person. And she's like, oh yeah, I will participate. And it seems like um, he puts a blanket on her. Like, uh, you. Will be possessed by this great spirit. Come, Fernanda. You hear me, Queen? I love that James Franco is coming it up in this moment. It's like Queen Fernanda, <laughs> and then I love Sam Braff doing the sound effects with the metal player <laughs> with the wind, the objects, and everything. I was like, uh... and then we see a guy. This is the thing that I didn't notice, but you noticed it that. One of the guys that says, I see a wire. That was Ted Raimi in the audience. It was. It was. And there was a, another person there. Let me just look up. Yeah, Ted. This is the small town one that says, I see a wire. Mm-hmm. Um, two of his former teachers, um, as well as a c- couple of people, including his daughter, Emma, are Emerald City townspeople and three of his actresses from the Evil Dead are um as well as his sons appear as quadling townspeople. So he has a ton of cameos from uh people that have worked before. And it's 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 really cool. Oh, even the great grandson of the cowardly lion, Bert Lar, he makes a cameo as a, a one of the tinkers. Oh, okay, that's cool. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, there's more, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, they're just like, I see a wire. And he's like, oh, I have no need of wires. And we see he cuts the wires and everything. <laughs> and because he's an illusionist, it's like, oh, wow, yeah. And then we just see Joey King just go, can you make me walk? I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's... Ooh, and then that's when everything goes wrong for him. He's just like, 
uh like i would if i could but you know the spirits don't align and they're just like make the girl walk you're a phony boo and they throw like a ridiculous amount of popcorn at him and uh, if I was there, I would tell Joey King, there's another guy, a demon guy that likes to kill healthy people to get your legs, like in Supernatural Season 1, Episode 11. <laughs> what does that have to do with Joey King, sir? She will get new, brand new legs. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, he gets there, and uh, again, he's just abusing poor Zach Braff mm-hmm. so badly. He treats him like such shit. And, uh, but we saw that, uh, one of his exes shows up and he's like, oh, you wouldn't need me to wind up another music box because we know he's full of shit and he has a ton mm-hmm. of those. That's his calling card. And he's like, no, not for this one. Because this one is, uh, Annie, Annie, and she's played by Michelle Williams. That's our third one. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and she's like, oh, John Gale proposed to me. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, in the original, the main heroine's name is Dorothy Gale. So it's implied that Annie is her mother. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, well, congratulations. And she's like, you're not going to say anything. Um, You're not going to try to fight or whatever. And he's like, nah. No, I'm not. I'm not a good man. I'm many things, but I'm not a good man. She's just like, you really, you don't believe that, do you? Mm-hmm. And yeah, because he says that uh, Kansas is full of good men. But I was like, but I'm not one of them. I want to be a great one. I want to be like Houdini and Thomas Edison rolling to one. And I was like, uh, and then that thing that you said, that she's the mother of Dorothy. I was like, uh, and then the new girl, realizes that she her music box is just uh the calling card because he sees another girl there that she's with the strong man of the circus i was like i'm gonna kill us because he notices that he has the other mu- another music box i was like oh it's gonna get here i was like i'm gonna kick your ass and then uh, and then i was like uh, well actually you're not gonna see that i'm gonna disappear and he does the, a trap door to get out and then he's chasing him, and then we see that he goes to the balloon, and the guy was like, hey, that's my balloon! And also was like, I paid 50 proof, half of it! <laughs> and then oh, he... yeah, because they're all trying to get out of there because you see a big black uh, storm cloud coming. Mm-hmm. So you know what ha- that means, because it's fucking Kansas. Also because Oz didn't realize about the tornado, though. Everybody noticed it except him because he just wanted to get away. Well, he it's, got away all right. He got away. Before, Even Zach Braff did the 3D thing of like uh, launching his, uh, his, his hat for him to and catch it. And his briefcase. And his briefcase. Full of magic tricks. And he does the same. Uh, did you notice that he said the same words that he did in the 1939 version where he's like, au revoir, Avita Zane, mm-hmm. goodbye. You know, when he's taking off in the yes. balloon. I was like, okay, that's a good. It's a that was a good nap. <laughs> And then we get our 3D segment, which is just straight out of the 2010 Alice in Wonderland where he's in the tornado. This is a fun sequence, though. And this shows Raimi's zany camera work and everything. It's uh, it's really cool. And uh, at the end of it, he's he's just like, please, I'll change. He tries to do the Ebenezer Scrooge method of being like, just let me live. 
let me live and I'll change. And then it's like, oh, okay, it's there. And then he comes once the storm goes down because he gets he gets knocked out by some I forget what he called it, but it was like some big metal piece. And it's very good 3D here. It works well because the stuff that flies out, um, even if it's not directly at you, because it's in the standard frame, like the 4 by 3 frame, stuff f still flies out of it. So it works in that regard. Also, I like how San Raimi uses that special effect that he was also using Galaxy Quest that it from 4.3 expands into widescreen to see the, the word in color. This I like is, that one, kind of this is my <laughs> favorite technical detail is when he enters Oz, mm -hmm. it starts to go and it transitions into widescreen and then the color gradually appears until we get this unbelievable shot of Oz, like the whole land. Also, I don't know if it was intentional, but in my Blu-ray, when there is black and white, the subtitles are in white. But when he goes to the world of us, the subtitles are in yellow. That's I don't know if it was great. intentional for the Blu-ray, but I don't know how you're in your version that you saw in digital, though. I did not get that. <laughs> but that is great. <laughs> I'm so happy. And then he's like, ha-ha, I did it. And then we get a quick... Uh, jungle cruise as the air balloon is starting to go down and it falls into a river and he's like help I can't swim of course he can't but he's like in the like uh, ankle high water so it doesn't matter <laughs> so he's freaking out for nothing and then we get the most divisive person in this entire movie Mila Kunis Meg. comes across him Meg from Family Guy or as I know her Jackie from That 70s Show mm -hmm comes Not, in the problem with mila kunis she's acting amazing don't get me wrong she's acting great until the second half of the movie yes the second half of the movie is just that's that's where all the problems start in but yes. she is theodora mm -hmm. and she's just like oh you're doing uh i would get out of the water if i were you all the river fairies and we get these weird little like sprite creatures that are fighting <laughs> And she gets him out of the water and then is just like, it's you, the wizard from the prophecy. And I rolled my eyes and I said, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously, they're doing another prophecy thing. <laughs> well, that way I told you when you were watching it on text, I was like, uh, this was the standard of the 2010s. You got all of the divergence, the Hunger Games, the Harry Potters, the Twilight's. It was the chosen thing. Like everybody was doing the chosen thing. Oh. And also okay. going back to Kumpao, chosen one! I'm coming. <laughs> oh, and because he says his name is Oz. And she's just <laughs> like, Oh, okay. I'm from the land of Oz. And that's part of the prophecies that the wizard would be named Oz. And as the land was also named, like a, a powerful king this is the one that made this prophecy. That he just conveniently just died when he when he arrived. Yes, and he's like, well, technically my name is Oscar Zaroster Fadrig Isaac Norman Henkel Emmanuel Ambrose Diggs, which if you spell that out, spells Ozpinhead. Mm. Which is crazy. And there's an anime that I watch where they're the headmaster of the school is named Ozpin. So uh -huh. it's so it's flipped. Interesting. Yeah. And 
oh, as soon as he sees Mila Kunis, because yes, she's a very beautiful woman, he starts mm-hmm. putting on the charm and everything, and you know, you're just like, you sleazy motherfucker. You just promised to the tornado that you were going to be a good man. And then you will go back to being a fucking asshole. Because um, they're evading um, the monkeys. Because mm-hmm. the monkeys found him. And these monkeys suck. I, I'm terrified of them. <laughs> I mean, they're like, to his credit, Sam Raimi made him look scary. Mm-hmm. Like these baboon looking things. I really wanted him to do like a horror scene with them. That would have been cool, though. I think this is the other my other problem with this movie, though, even though I like it, like I will give it a passing grade, but I think this movie needed to be P-13, but because Disney produced it, they didn't have that edge. No, no, this is definitely one where the Disney censors were like, uh-uh-uh, and mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, man, um, are all witches like this? Because uh, she mentioned that an evil witch killed the king, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, all witches are like bad she's just like uh you know i'm a witch right and he's like i thought all witches were green and warded and ride a broom and uh, she's like why would i ride a broom there are good witches and there are bad witches much like and also she is a good witch also, the other thing that we skip, I really like the way that we, us, we see him also seeing all of those random flowers and all of those like uh, really big ones and those really beautiful ones that look like butterflies. Also, you know what would have been cool if this movie would have been produced by Warner Brothers? Imagine an Audrey, like a small Audrey right there in the corner, like, and, like try singing a little <laughs> to James Franco. That would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And how, oh yeah, how they get out of that is he sacrifices a poor dove because he put, mm-hmm. puts a, gets a bird out of his hat and makes it fly. And I'm like, that poor dove. Oh, well. <laughs> and so they go out and then they're starting to camp for the night. And as soon as Theodore takes off her really large sun hat. and Like the one you, from the parody of Sunny Scary Movie 3? Yes, or Rose from Titanic at the beginning of Titanic. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that kind of hat. And she lets down her hair and everything. He's just like, you know, wow. And uh, he does the music box move. Yes. And he's just like, oh, it's my great grandmother's. And then, you know, she's easy to trick. Obviously. Especially because she doesn't know about his world. So he doesn't she doesn't know how men because men are completely different here and us completely different to the ones of his world. So she's even more susceptible. Uh, she's very naive. She's very naive. Especially Incredibly. because when takes advantage, it was like, a, and let me guess, no one has asked you to dance before? No one has told you that you're beautiful before? And she's totally false for it. Also because I think they play also that Mila Kunis is kind of like the young sister that she was not educated well enough for the... She has a lot of innocence. Yeah, because she mentions her sister mm-hmm. a lot. And every time she says sister, I just thought, sister! sister! <laughs> <laughs> it will become uh, much clearer as the film goes on. Mm-hmm. But he dances with her and everything. And it's clear that she is head over heels in love with him. And it is the full Romeo and Juliet because as soon as they see Oz, she's just like, oh, you will be the king 
and that if you allow it, I'll be your queen. And she's so, and he's just like, you know, whoa, slow down there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she's immediately planning the wedding and everything. They have I'm met like, for like 20 minutes. Yeah, and that's actually one of the problems with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Is that her whole story is very rushed. Yes. If it, it felt like it was expanded upon, like if they was just given another draft of the script or something, or like maybe like another 10, 15, hell, 20 minutes, mm -hmm. if they really fleshed out her story a little bit more, then it would make more sense. But as is, this is, it had to go for like the two hour time limit or whatever, or two and a half hour, mm -hmm. and it was it was kind of rushed. And I think this is where we meet Finley. Yes, this is where we meet Finley. Like um, we see that he, we see this monkey that is being trapped between vines. I was like, ah, oh, he needs help, Wizard. I was like, you can, you're the one that can help him. I was like, I'll do it. I was like, I will get you up from those vines. I was like, um, the, the, he's going to eat me. Those vines are not going to eat you. No, that lion is going to eat me. And then the lion shows up. And then the the us, that's kind of like a thing with red smoke. That the lion gets scared. And oh, I was like, red I, smoke. Mm -hmm. See? See? Because it just loves shoehorning in all these references to the 39 movie. And yeah, it's also, and it seems like it's implied that this is the cowardly lion. Yes, because he's like, big on, you coward. Be afraid of my greatness. Put him up, put him up. Put him up. I'll fight you with one hand tied behind my back. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love The Wizard of Oz as well. It's very I funny. know. And then I was like, uh, and the monkey Finley was like, I'm Finley. I was like, I'll be loyal to your wizard until death. I will do whatever it takes. I will carry you. I will do whatever. And then uh, James Frank was like, uh, are you sure you're going to be loyal to me? Yes, until I die. I will hide any secret. Well, I'm not really the wizard. You should have told me that before I swore my life to you. But you already swore. So you <laughs> tricked him into doing that. And he's also, he's like, I'm talking to a monkey, a flying monkey with a bellhop. <laughs> get up. Because he does look like a little bellhop. <laughs> and then we get into the Emerald City. And then Mila Kunis was like a... This is the Emerald City. It will be yours as you will be king and I will be your queen. And I was like, wow, green is my favorite color. Because he's seen like uh, the way that also, I don't know, but there was this moment that the Emerald City looked like a map painting, even though it was CGI, but it looked great. Like the way it was shining and everything from afar. I was like, uh, and then we see that after... He tells the truth to Finley. We see a lot of like a random, like, um, how you call them? It's not Munchkins, the guards. They have another kind of name. Oh, the Winkies. Yeah, the Winkies. Yeah, including a Munchkin guard played by the guy from uh, Date Movie. Bad, well, Date Movie, and I was saying Bad Santa. Yes. You know, that little that little black guy. Yeah, my name is Nook. Oh, that was, uh, that was his name, Nook. Yeah, and he keeps calling him Sourpuss, and he gives everybody, like, mean nicknames. I'm like, okay, Sawyer from Lost. I think you're so cool. Because yeah. he never calls anybody by their names no. at first. And then, uh, then the Finley was like, no, this is the Great Wizard. He's loyal. He will never lie. He has no hidden agenda. He has amazing morals. Here's the Wizard. Did I sell that well? And James Franco's like, you sold it too well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach Braff. 
Remember when people used to cast him in movies? Oh, oh. <laughs> in like big movies. And now and he's then, single. And then, well, oh. not only that, but John Mulaney took his spot as the annoying guy that just gets cast in everything. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do love Scrubs. But I think it was... Uh, I'm surprised they hired him after Chicken Little. That's what I'm surprised. <laughs> because oh my this God, movie came true. out years after Chicken Little, which is infamously one of Disney's biggest disasters mm-hmm. ever. But that wasn't his fault. But what happens, he goes in... Uh, just, I do want to point out, since it's a Sam Raimi movie, visually, The Land of Oz, it's so colorful and bright, and it just... It, you feel like you're in Oz. It it's doesn't really look fake cool. compared no, to the 2010s great. of like a lot of CGI looks pretty murky. This was looks like lived in. This feels like there was a lot of money that was put into the makeup, the practical, some of the practical effects mm-hmm. and the CG. Like it feels like the money that was spent there. Cause it, this is a $200 million movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like that money was spent well. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the costumes and the makeup and all the practical stuff. It just, it really holds up. I was very surprised. Like, this is a visual feast. And I'm I'm always happy about that. Like, in the thing that you said about costumes, the costume of Rachel Weisz, whoo, she looks banging. Like, uh, damn. And uh, we see the introduction of Eva Nora. She was the royal advisor to the king that conveniently just died. We so don't know when ju- he died. <laughs> he just I'll bring died. Up, I'll bring up what Disney character she ends up being. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the royal advisor to the king. Jeez, she's, she's got no hidden agendas whatsoever. Jafar. I was going to go Yzma from my personal group, though. Or Yzma. It's definitely, definitely Yzma. But <laughs> she's much better looking. Yes. And I mean, also Rachel Wise. I'm surprised. I'm very saddened that we haven't done the mummy because that movie is just our two mm-hmm. leads in that movie that Ooh. is just one of the hottest men and hottest women of that time and it's like there was a lot of sexual awakenings for people in that movie mm-hmm. <laughs> myself mm-hmm. included so yes rachel weiss uh and she's married to daniel craig so that's just cool yes i mean yeah that's really cool so she comes in it's just like uh oh you're the wizard, and he's he's just having a great time. The throne room is really cool because mm-hmm. it's the throne room from the thirty nine with like all the green and everything, and he's just and sitting the in the throne, mm-hmm. the ark, and he's just twirling his cane, and she's like, "Huh, you're very unusual, wizard, but can you prove it to me?" He's just like, "Oh yes, yes, all in due time," and she's like, "Oh okay, I'll." I'll give a tour of the castle. Theodora won't mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show him to the treasury, which is again... The Scrooge McDuck like, vault? It's the Scrooge McDuck vaults or the Cave of Wonders from Aladdin again. Yeah! <laughs> Where he's just like, oh, the gold, it's so good. I'll never, no tattered suits, all the money in the world, and, and this thing, a chalice. Yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell it's all for me. Well, technically not. Get me king first. It's kind of in the contract, I guess. And she she's very clearly 
as much of a gaslighter as he is. And Also she's because like, oh. she establishes the rule. She's like, you will get all of this, wizard, if you kill the wicked witch. And he's like, no one told me nothing about killing someone. Well, I guess if you don't want it, we, we can just, like, forget about it. And she even says it like that. She's like, well, I guess, uh, I mean, you are a powerful wizard, I guess. <laughs> Who am I to judge? And he's just like, no, I'll do it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. But can I say goodbye to Theodora? No. No, I'll just tell her that you were off doing witch-killing business whatever i'll, I'll leave a note <laughs> yeah and so uh, emanora was like uh, killing her won't be easy but you have to destroy her one in the dark forest because the dark the one is the source of her power and also emanora speaks with the door i was like uh, are you sure that maybe he's not even the wizard what if he's already working with her with because she was the one that killed the king she's even she can manipulate the wizard with her wickedness because of the other thing that Emanora is doing is making all of them to go against each other. She's doing the Catalina Kirill slash Teresa kind of move of, like you said, like gaslighting everyone. It's very clear that she is not a good person. Mm-hmm. And she immediately sniffs out that he's a fraud. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you're really that stupid, Theo- Theodora. She's just like, no, I can tell he's a good person. Well, how long have you known him? Like a few days, maybe? I don't know. He He's an Aries. That's, he's a sign. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, you don't know anything about him. Yeah. So and- she takes the advantage of the fact that she's so gullible mm-hmm. and is just like, okay. Oh, yeah, poor Finley. He has to carry the heavy bag. <laughs> he's just, he's a pack mule this yes. entire movie. Like going it's, back to the Disney thing, he's a boo, attacking a boo. Yeah, he even has the little hat and everything. Yeah, and I was like, ah, uh, uh, and also you're the, also you're a monkey. You will do whatever you whatever I want. And also you love bananas. Excuse me, just because I'm a monkey, I should love bananas. It's just a random stereotype. But really, so, I do love bananas, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, I was like, okay, that's good. And then, then we come we, across the the porcelain city. The porcelain city. This moment was done pretty well. To introducing the heart of the Wizard of Oz, the character of the Wizard, but also showing the danger of the Wicked Witch. Because I think this is where Sam Raimi got a lot of restraints, though. Because if this movie had had a little more edge, we would have seen more cadavers of the porcelain people. Oh, we would have seen what happened to him. And they mm-hmm. they notice it because it's like you see the smoke coming from there. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, something bad's happened. We got to go see what's there. And he's just like, no, the we just follow the yellow brick road to the Wicked Witch. Come on, just go there. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to help. Not like you care. Mm-hmm. Ah, God damn it. And then he goes, then we get the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Like you said, it captures the heart of Oz and everything, and it's magical, really, because it's it's like this small, intimate moment. If the movie had more of these, yeah. it would have been great. And we come across this little China uh, girl, and voiced by Joey King, mm-hmm. and 
she is just crying and we see that uh he, we know that just she like, just lost her family she just lost her family and she said yeah, that the monkeys came to attack the whole town but after they were celebrating for the wizard's uh arrival Return. Mm-hmm. and then the wicked witch sent the monkeys out i guess to silence them or whatever and since mm-hmm. they're like made of porcelain they're very easy to break and he's just like oh come here come here we're not gonna hurt you or anything this is the first time we really see any humanity from oz mm-hmm. as well like he's actually we sh- we see that he is a a good person at heart even he's, a re- seeing... he's a reluctant hero in archetypes mm-hmm. is... even seeing the detail of the person and that he gets in like how he was destroyed you can feel that that was a real set and the way that also Sam Raimi, for a CGI character, or how we focus on the eyes of the China girl before she reveals that she doesn't have her legs, and how she's in pain and fear at the same time. And also feels kind of like a biblical moment as well, of like a, someone that is sick and seeing Jesus. Kind of like that thing was like, are you the one that is there's a There's a lot me? of Christ metaphors in this movie, too. <laughs> there's, a lot of, the, the, the thing, there's a lot of Christ in the movie here, too. But yeah, this little China girl just feels so real. She has, like, the smallest voice, and she's so small. And the but cracks she's in so her a, chest she, and in her face, too. But she's she's so really cute. delicate. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, well, I can help with that. It's magic in a bottle, and it's glue. Mm-hmm. And he glues her legs back and he's talking to her and just being very nice. And, you know, Finley's doing the same thing. And then they're just like, hey, we're not going to hurt hurt you. Just come right here. And, uh, you know, she's just crying in his hands and whatever. And he picks her up, puts her on his, uh, mm-hmm. puts her on, her, on his shoulder. And uh, they head out. And before that, he's just like, well... Uh, I think you can go back to the Emerald City that way. This is where our roads end. Mm-hmm. She's just like, why? Why are you, why are you leaving me alone? And he's just like, well, you know, we can't take you to because we're killing the Wicked Witch. We can't mm-hmm. take you there. You're a porcelain doll. What are you going to mm-hmm. do? And she's just like, I'm coming. And she kicks him. And then he's just like, that, that didn't hurt. And the way that she's jumping, she's like, let's go and kill a wicked witch. La, 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 la. And the monkey and Arthur was like, okay. <laughs> like, they're they, 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 like, kind of like looking at the audience. Okay, <laughs> let's let's go. And then they go to the dark forest. And I love this girl. They're like, you're going to die. You're going to die. And then I was like, what are those voices? Evil spirits. The undead. Wink. <laughs> this is the one, quote unquote, scary scene when they're mm-hmm. in the dark forest and oh it's because of course plants what is up with him and plants and the and... quick zooming to the eyes of all of the characters to scare them that feels like this was the only scary moment that sam raimi could do in the whole yeah. movie so they come there and it's all these plants and then it's the ah and then they run of mm-hmm. course they only run like a few feet away but they're there mm-hmm. to a dark evil cemetery or a hooded figure is there. Because, of course... Not Voldemort. Not Voldemort. <laughs> we assume it's the Wicked Witch because, conveniently, her wand... who That's that's how you kill her, is you destroy the wand. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. And it's conveniently 
ride on this wagon or whatever. Mm -hmm. and they have to distract her and whatnot. So that's what Finley does. And he moves. Okay. <laughs> I had a, Going back I, to Harry Potter, and remember, like, oh, he was like, move. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, they're about to steal the wand. And nope. Just in time, she turns back. She takes and, out her hoodie, A style, like a pretty liars, and reveals that it's Glinda. Played by, uh, and this is where Oz is like, whoa. Because she looks exactly identical to Annie because it's Michelle Williams. <laughs> and I love right away the design, the mannerisms. I think Michelle Williams was great. Also, She's very great. Also for me as a viewer in the movie theater, I thought I liked the subversion though because I thought they were going to introduce us to a third evil witch that maybe Theodore and Evanora had another sister just to like take it away from the books and maybe making something new. But I like the subversion. I was like, oh, Glinda is the one that is playing the evil part. That like how people are telling her that she's the evil one. And the evil ones are the ones reigning. I was like, I like that subversion. It's really well, well, well affected though. And then she's just like, all right, guys, let me explain. So I'm mm -hmm. the good witch of the South and I'm the king's daughter conveniently. Mm -hmm. Even though in the Oz books, there is a character that is the king's daughter. That's Ozma mm -hmm. of Oz, who is very, very important in those books. But they've never portrayed Ozma in any films for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. But she's just like, uh, yeah, the real evil witch you've already met. Uh, Evanora, because mm -hmm. she wanted to rule Oz by herself. And she killed my father, who is actu an actual wizard. Harry, and so she could rule uncontested and then it was the rumors swelled that the Wizard of Oz would return and take his place and then Evanora was like no we can't we can't let do that so she wanted to trick him into killing her mm -hmm. so then she would kill him and then you know she could rule forever haha -ha. And then when Glinda realized that she left Emerald City and she spent every day at her father's grave. So that's why mm -hmm. she's in the cemetery. Yes. I actually kind of like this. I like this story too. Like, uh, does the, the setup is great. But We're in the second act already. We're in the second act, I think. The pacing it's is great so far. That's the thing. That's the other thing about San Raimi. The pacing is great, but it feels like I don't know if the problem was the screenplay that is jumping some hoops or was editing. That's kind of like the thing about this movie that I was like, what is the problem? Is it the screenplay or the hooping? Because also that's the thing. The movie tells you a lot about this king and we never saw his face, not even a painting or anything. Maybe we didn't need it, but a little flashback would have been just enough just to see who was this person. Well, he gets the job done, mm -hmm. I guess. And we see that they're talking and everything and right away has same chemistry with that he seems to have with all witches, which is sexual chemistry because all the witches happen to be supermodels. Mm -hmm. And again, throwback to the 39, Evanora is watching through a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. And 
Theodora is just like, oh, okay. But uh, Evanora is just like, all right, monkeys and winkies. Uh, or uh, he, 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 she realizes her plan to kill Glinda failed. And so she's like, all right, monkeys, go out there. Just, and just also, takes advantage that Tedora is looking. I was like, oh my god, he's already with her. So in any moment, he can kill her. He can kill her. And so Evanora makes a side plan. And with her magic, makes a copy of the music box. It was like, a, oh, I didn't tell you this. The wizard gave me this. He told me it was something beautiful from his grandmother. And we danced for so many hours last night. And then my we God, sister, I never danced like that before. <laughs> Theodora oh, was like, I bet you fuck? haven't. Wink. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Theodora probably gave it up right <laughs> there. And uh, so, yeah, she tricks her sister into thinking that he was courting her or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah, of course she buys it because she's that naive. And and then because Theodora was like, he said I will be his queen. And we see her running. And then she's looking <laughs> herself at the mirror, and then we see her cry. And I love this Zito that you brought up before we record that her tears are making scars on her face. I wish they would have kept those scars too. <laughs> that would but have been so cool. They do and then she up destroys until the, the mirror. Another staple of Sam Raimi destroying he a mirror. He he hates mirrors. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what his problem is with mirrors. He really <laughs> does not like mirrors. Even recently with Doctor Strange, he did yes. a whole mirror sequence, which was amazing and also very scary. He made Scarlet Witch so terrifying in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was great. But unfortunately, we're not talking about Multiverse of Madness because we're not talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe ever. But we're desperate. Maybe when we're desperate. Not yet. And like season 12, maybe. <laughs> yes. if, we, if we If we get that far. And uh, so... Because the winkies and the and the flying monkeys or baboons are coming, um, Glinda makes fog, mm-hmm. and uh, then she's just like, "Okay, we got to go to the edge." And then she, she's just like, "Oh, you got a better plan?" Because mm-hmm. I mean, you are a wizard; you clearly got magic, don't you? And he's like, "No." Or he's just like, what do we do? Because <laughs> they're all looking to him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know. And then she's just like, I got an idea. Just run off the edge. And it's like, all right. I'm crazy for doing this. But ah. And what do they do? They travel by bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's pretty cool, though. Doesn't look that bad. Yeah. And uh, they trick the monkeys because the monkeys don't think about going looking down. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they go uh, beneath the clouds and everything. And then he's just like, whoa. Aha, uh-huh, and we get a cool, like, um, there's a Disney attraction called Soren, and we get the Soren section Sorin of Oz. over us. <laughs> Great uh, special effects. Yes. I'm saying. It's just, it's really cool to see. And he's having trouble flying the bubble and everything. And, and then we get into her kind of like secret village that has kind of like a shield and then she says like a you you don't need to worry only people with good hearts can go in and she's like i'm like, gonna die i'm gonna die <laughs> i'm gonna die right here and it looks like he's not uh but he manages to get through mm-hmm. so that's when he's like oh oh just really surprises him because mm-hmm. he really does feel like he's a terrible person yeah and then 
I love this other thing of like Nas to the 1939 movie that he sees all of the people like these are the Munchkins, these are all these people, and they're like, and he's just like, well, you put the Mary in the Maryland of us. I was like, ah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that's when uh... almost, and then she's walking with Glinda. I was like, uh, I should tell you that I'm not the wizard. And I was like, uh, and she's like, uh, well, I know, I can tell that you're weak. You're feral, you're selfish, but I know a little that you, egotistical. I know that you cannot save my people, but they don't know that. Can you make them believe that you can? We're desperate and they need to believe. Just remember, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and uh, so I was like, your wizard is here. And we see Teldora looking through the crystal ball. Of course. <laughs> And Glinda will be his queen. May this pain go away, sister. And Evanora does the Disney Theodora, thing. The, Theodora looking fucking hot in like mm-hmm. a corset and everything. And I'm just like, she's got her makeup all done. But she's got, of course, the runny mascara. Mm-hmm. She got her hair up. And I'm just like, Mila Kunis looks great. She but looks also, amazing. Why is she wearing like two corsets? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and, this is supposed to be casual wear. Mm-hmm. Why do then, all the women have like cleavage like oh, also po- yeah, this like, is the 1900s well like all the witches have cleavage anyway mm-hmm. but then again they're all smoking hot so mm-hmm. what do i know yeah and so evanora was like a, does the thing like pretty disney also to the thing that uh, when you said that that she does the thing like snow white come on sister take a bite of this and you will not feel any pain anymore your heart oh, will never feel again. I love the transition from like just the apple mm-hmm. where everything else is black and then it cuts to uh, everything else in the background with like Theodora crying on the couch. It's just like one bite is all you need, dear. Mm-hmm. I just went, okay, you know they did this because of Snow White. Mm-hmm. And then she immediately ow, takes a bite of a green apple. Mm-hmm that isn't uh subtle enough for you (laughs) then what happens next is she's just like she realizes how stupid she is she's just like you it was you who was the evil one and then she was just like like, yeah it was me (laughs) oh don't worry about that because because she's just like oh shit like ow I'm just like, oh, she's having a heart attack. Great. But then mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, no, no, no. That's just your heart shriveling up and, you know, it's just evil taking over. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Because then we get this cool. I remember this from the trailers because, like, you know, she collapses on the floor and then just, oh, sister. And we see this arm. Douche. Like in the nails, and we see the green skin and everything, and the mm-hmm. nails going down. I remember they used that in the marketing a lot too. A lot, like a lot. And I and thought that was see... really cool. They would tease the Wicked Witch's appearance so much; it built up all this suspense, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then because then we see only the hand rising, and then we see only the shadow. And I was like, a, "Wow, sister, you look hideous. What are you gonna do now?" This is who I am now. I cannot have any repairs, Evanora. I want him to see me this way because he made me this way. And she's like, ah! And then we see like a, the, that kind of like George Lucas kind of like a wipe of like going back to Munchkin Land with Glinda. 
And then we see Glinda introducing the Tinkerers, the Munchkins, and the Quadlings. And, and this is the divisiveness of this movie. The introduction of Mila Kunis Theodora as the as the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, because we see a quick little scene of uh, him. Oh yeah, also one of the uh, the Munchkins is played by that little guy from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be grumpy in the Snow White remake, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though they said they weren't going to use dwarves, so they lied. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> And then we get a, it seems like we're going to get a musical uh, moment with the munchkins, but of course he's just like, nope, nope, stop it. We're not going to do it here. No, we're not going to do that. And he's just like, "Uh, okay, this isn't an army. And she's just like, yeah, I know. Also, they can't kill anybody. And he's like, what kind of, uh, what kind of people can't kill anybody? How are we going to get anything done? And then (laughs) then she's just like, it's a studio note. (laughs) We can't kill anybody. Yeah, because everyone is pure and happy and also uh the head tinkerer uh played by underrated actor bill cobb who i remember as one of the night guards in night at the museum you know mm-hmm. one of the old ones the one that's not mickey rooney or dick van dyke yep. the, the, the other one and they're all a bunch of old men <laughs> and that can build anything the quadlings or farmers uh, one section of them can sew really well. Mm-hmm. They know how to make scarecrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wink. Yes, and then the others, it's like the munchkins that look like qua- uh, winkies. But they're actually just, you know, little people. Also, Theodora, she's coming flying away with a big fireball. And we saw that she teased, she teased her fire powers as well. And then it's just like, oh, someone's got a temper, even though she did it on accident. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, her sister tricked her. A shield, like in Multiverse of Madness, when Wanda gets super pissed and she destroys the castle of the, stra- oh, the, stra- the Sorcerer Supreme. This is my... me being reasonable. This is me being reasonable. It was, <sighs> her be- it was her being reasonable in this sense right now. Mm-hmm. She just comes and does the old... Uh, Ah, you believe this man mm-hmm. is your wizard. I used to believe once. I used to love him. And I was just like, bitch, you knew him for like five minutes. What are you talking about? But that's the thing. Even though Mila Kuni doesn't look scary, Sam Raimi is doing what he can with the demon cam to oh, use when her. She like when she's flying and she crashes. Mm-hmm. And then we see the whole fire sequence of her in the shadows. And mm-hmm. it's like, that is cool. And then she emerges, and we see her face, and then it's ruined. And I can hear the the sound from the person like dun dun dun. The makeup. Nothing against Mila Kunis. I think this is a problem from the makeup department. You didn't have any prosthetics available, or like a really creepy mask. What the hell happened? It didn't really work, and she's she looks like a jolly rancher. Like, yeah, it's weird. It looks like a really. Her delivery doesn't does not work. No, it doesn't either. She, Mila Kunis is trying her best, and she's a good actress. We love mm-hmm. her, but for this, for as the Wicked Witch, I granted it's hard to top Margaret Hamilton, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was like it's like these two things don't go together. 
It's like if William Shatner played Hamlet. It just doesn't work. I love William Shatner for different reasons, but he yeah. you know, like there are two things that you don't put together. And yeah, this is where she's just like I the basically the I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too <laughs> sort of thing yeah. to everybody. Uh she tosses the wizard around like a marionette, which is cool. Yeah, that was cool and, though. And then of course Glinda does say, Be gone, witch. She's just like, fine, but we'll be back for you. But then she grabs that she grabs for my lady was like uh, she says, Well, be gone, witch, and then she grabs the broom was like uh, you said that witches uses brooms, right, wizard? And then she flies and we see the iconic like dark smoke from the broom. Yeah. And uh then and he... also this line, even though Mila Kuris is not selling the line well, but I like the line. It was like, "As for you, my pretty one, when I have my sister, the yellow brick road will be red with the blood of every thinker and mushkin in this land." Now I'm like, "This is like damn so that. cool, though. It's a really cool line." But I was like, "Mila, honey, you're not selling it." <laughs> yep. And then after this, this is when. Everybody starts panicking, panic, mm-hmm. panicking. Glinda's course is just like everybody, calm down. And by the way, her costume looks great. It's not yes. quite like the. It's not as silly like the ballerina costume in the thirty nine version, but it's not also not like that because she's got the crown and everything. It's it's a good update. Well, that's the thing is because the the nineteen thirty nine version of Glinda is wearing kind of like a like a really heavy those metal kind of like um corsets kind of like they're wearing like a they're wearing kind of like 50 pounds of steel to keep yeah. all of the all of all of the ass and everything she's a good witch she's right? a good witch but hearing i like the michelle williams like you said it's more performing it's more sleeving it's like showing her figure but also showing innocence it's not that kind of like um showing her bosom kind of way kind of like with the witches showing and the of course the colors are very adamant because evanora and theodora both wear black Mm-hmm. and Glinda, of course, wears pure white. And she's just like, Wizard, where are you? And, of course, he does the Lockhart thing where he's packing up his bags trying to leave. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I did I did not sign up for any of this. I'm not a wizard. I can't do this, Glinda. And she, of course, she is just like, look, doesn't really matter. You're the wizard that we have. It's not the one that I wanted either, but we mm-hmm. just got to work with it, okay? So what are you good at? You are a fraud and mm-hmm. a sharp, uh, illusionist and a liar. Yes, the best one there is. So what are they going to do? Since you can't actually fight them, we're going to have to light their asses off. Yes. And he gets this idea because he reads the China girl a story to bed. Mm-hmm. and he's just so tender with her like so humane everybody's really nice to the little china girl and as they should and i thought that china girl was gonna die at the end though i wish that you were a wizard that granted wishes because all she wants is a family mm-hmm. and he's just like yeah i'm not that kind of wizard honestly uh let me tell you about the best wizard thomas alva edison the wizard of menlo, menlo. Man could make anything. Discovered electricity, and he made moving pictures. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, all with some glass and some lights. 
he could take nothing and make it amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realizes, oh, wait a minute, I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's when he's like to Glinda, he's like, we're going to put on the best show that there ever was. Mm-hmm. And we see people making a lot of scarecrows. They're making a lot of like black powder. They're making a lot of like fireworks. And then we see that she um, asks exactly with that guy from Night of the Mission. like, can you do something else? Can you make a hot air balloon? But you're the only one that can know this. Oh, yes. And he makes a big machine. He makes the tinkers make this big, essentially a projector. Mm-hmm. And yes, he told uh, the head tinkerer, the master tinker, uh, about the hot air balloon. And then what they do is that uh because he also showed them how to make black powder so it's like great now they have uh firing weapons so that's how you can get past the gun uh thing and then they throw in horse the projector into back to the emerald city that the guard that receives them is bruce campbell yes they pull a trojan horse mm-hmm. for this and sourpuss brings him in his name is nook but uh, they they hide, uh, or no, Oz disguises himself as a winky guard. Mm-hmm. And Nuck keeps hitting Bruce Campbell on the top of the head. He really likes abusing Bruce Campbell, too. Yes. And they get into Emerald City. So it's a whole Trojan horse scenario mm-hmm. here. Well, everybody else attacks. And we saw that Theodora really took over uh, from Evanora. Because she's much more ruthless. And because she's super pissed. And she's very... Hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. Mm -hmm. And also as we see that... uh, And we're going to destroy her. Especially. And we're going to have us all for us. And Tildora, you have no mercy. And then she releases the monkeys. As we see, they go... The monkeys go to the poppy field. But they don't know it's the poppy field. Because they're all covered by the fog that Glinda is making. And yeah, we, we see... had saw we saw the poppy field earlier and they were just mm-hmm. like, oh, don't go in there. And then we see all of the scarecrows and I love the way that it's not showing the CGI, but only showing the shades and the shadows. So they're like making it feel like this army is super big. And they're like, ah, doesn't matter, destroy them. And then we see all of the monkeys like falling asleep and they notice their scarecrows and they're like, ah, what do we do? Like they have that kind of like face. I was like, oh, we're screwed. Until then I was like, screw you. And he's screaming to Glinda. And Glinda was like, okay, we already did phase one. But then Eva Nora gets super pissed that she technically popotines uh, Glinda. She gets lightning, like green lightning for her, for her fingers. It's evil green Batman forever lightning. Yes. I call it popotine <laughs> lightning though, because it's this thing. power. <laughs> <laughs> including uh oh yeah she kidnaps glinda mm-hmm. it's two of her monkeys to kidnap uh glinda and china and girl grabs the one yes almost gets caught but mm-hmm. doesn't and that's where the green screen i was like could have been better mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because we see little china girl going through the poppy field because it doesn't affect her she's made of porcelain <laughs> and then we get uh yeah, this whole clunky... The trial of, of Glinda? You mean... Uh, Almost the, beheading? The, the, yeah, the Jesus Christ analogy. 
I was just like, are you the Queen of Oz? So you say. Yes, because that's the thing. Everybody in the crowd's like, uh, we know you're the ones that killed the king, not her. And then she's like, uh, I don't care. No. Yeah, except except the people are on Jesus's side in this case. Mm-hmm. They're not screaming, give us the wizard, the wizard. <laughs> yes. Give us Barabbas. <laughs> and then I was like, us uh, now knows the true Evanora. And then as we see us is filling up all of the balloon full of gold. As we see that Evanora Palpatine is lighting more of Glinda, killing her in front of the people, and the people they feel like, uh, oh my God! Yeah, and of we... course, Finley, the Tinker, and uh, Nuck feel betrayed because they're just like, yeah, look at Oz running away like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. The greatest trick he ever pulled was on us because he was like, "I'll be right back," and I'm just like, "Oh, great!" So he's pulling a, "I'm going out for milk and cigarettes, kids. <laughs> I'll be back." And then he he abandons them. Yeah. And, gold and everything. And so as Glinda's about to die and Glinda raises her head, her head and she's still being puppeting by Evanora. It's like, a, look, look, Glinda, there's your whistle right there as we see only the balloon. It was like, a, now your hope is gone. And then she Palpatine's the balloon, and the balloon explodes, and everybody seems like, my god, the wizard is Oh, dead. no, no, wasn't it Theodora? She threw a fire. Theodora, it. sorry, Theodora does a, uh, a ball of fire, she, sorry. She's just like, uh, it's uh, flame on. Boom. <laughs> and then and Evanora the was like, crack goes down and crashes in a fiery explosion. And oh, then Evanora's like, a, your wizard is dead, like your prophecy. Now you will be joined to him, by him, to him, Glinda the Good. As all of the lights go off, and I really like this kind of like zooms, quick zooms to Tudora and Evanora. I was like, oh, what is happening? And then, oh, yeah, we saw earlier that there was a uh, there's a Dutch angle camera mm-hmm. tilt, as well as a camera whip. Yes. Somewhere. So that shows. And there was also the montage of the giant head on the left side of the screen as mm-hmm. things appear and disappear montage that happened in Quick and the Dead as well. Yes. So that's how you know it's a Sam Raimi because, you know, he does his little tricks. Mm-hmm. And then from the middle of this whole arena, there's a little kind of like a, uh, like a, like, there's a kind of, and then we see this boom, and then we see this big cloud with the projection of, of us. All, like a, all the um, flames go out, which is really cool. And also not to the original. Yes. And then, like you said, the big projected uh, uh, projector. And I was like, fear me not. I am the great wizard of Oz. No one defies me. Now I am more powerful than ever because I don't have my immortal shell. I'm all of the set. I mean, I mean, I'm Oz. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, Theodora, you dare to defy me. And Theodora was like, I defy you. And then she throws like a flame ball. And then it's then I was like, ah, the projection goes down and it goes low. And I loved we go inside the projection booth and uh, Finley is like, Finley is acting just like Frank, uh, his human assistant, mm-hmm. you know, and then because sound then, effects and everything, it's they're it's doing like, the sounds and everything. Finley's like, uh, uh, shouldn't we just make the projection go back up? I was like, no, 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 give a moment. And they're looking through, I was like, seeing Tedora, I was like, oh, maybe she thinks that she won though. I was like, okay, do it now. And then, oh my God, he failed. And then James Franco was like, oh, use this 
quick the little thing that I have that I never used until now. This multi-tool thing. It's, it's essentially a Swiss Army knife, but it's called it's a, a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, because it was like, oh, a, a wire is loose. Okay, it's a minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And then, ha ha ha! You cannot kill me, for I am Oz, the great and powerful. Wink. Oh, Wrong he credit. Said it. He said it. <laughs> Which makes sense because you know Familia Kunis was in Family Guy, mm-hmm. and all that this comes around full circle. And then, of course, Theodora is just like, all right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Emanora also... says first, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, she starts running, and it's just like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to go away. And then Theodora is just like, fine. And then she flies away. And then he's just like, Theodora, if you ever get the wickedness out of your heart, you are welcome back. And then, never. <laughs> and we see the fireworks too that glinda was like uh, yes, oh that's that fireworks like, i will open the stars and mm-hmm. make some pretty dope fireworks mm-hmm. of course movie fireworks are always seem to be like not to say that real life fireworks are bad but it's like mm-hmm. movie fireworks are like somehow a million times better yes and, uh, and this is the moment for me that i'm like the sun raymond likes that theory too for years and decades, and even I, when I was a kid, I always believed that Glinda was the one that planned the whole thing, so technically to take off the wizard out of the out of the map for her to be queen of all of us at the end and killing all of the two witches. So at the end of this movie, we see that this whole throne room is completely dark and Evanora is oh, running. Oh yeah, I like I like the uh, detail of we see Oz, Oz's face mm-hmm. after Theodora was like never, and then he it just cuts to him and he's In just deception. Like, yeah, and he's just like sad. Mm-hmm. He's just like well shit, and he didn't he didn't really do anything, but, like he is played with though? her heart a little bit, uh-huh. but he actually. Like, he didn't drive her to be evil, though. That was her mm-hmm. sister. Like, he broke her heart and whatnot, but, like, that was it. Yeah. But, again. And so... Then we get Evanora. We're in the throne room, and all of a sudden, from the shadows, we see Glinda in a really kind of, like, half-badass kind of, like, angel, but also kind of like a... I could be potentially evil, because she's like a... Now you saw Glinda. It was like a... Now that you saw that I won, Evanora... Not everybody knows the truth about you. And then I was like, okay, you got what you want. I don't want anything against you. And I was like, uh, and also you, I was like, but I know that you killed my father. And then Glinda should say, I'm Glinda the good Montoya and you killed my father, prepare to die. I was saying <laughs> the same thing. Oh yeah, Evan Nora, Wicked Witch of the East. Because mm-hmm. I think they do mention that. They and- do mention that. Yeah, and then we have a terrible three three D Harry Potter cover of fire kind of like fight. Well, in a tornado, and it's like wizard duel between the wand, literally a wand and lightning battle, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. But like, Glinda manages to at least win. it's not as bad as episode nine, though. No, she's not like <laughs> I am all all the same. I'm all of the I'm all of the munchkins. <laughs> no, but she manages to grab. I was like, why did she swipe at her cleavage? I mean, I get mm-hmm. it, but it turns out she got the necklace that she was wearing. Like and from Game of Thrones. Destroyed. 
Yes, and much like Game of Thrones, she starts to wither away, and it shows her true form as a hag. Yeah, as a hag, and an old lady, and it's. I mean, that's what they're called. And that quick zoom of Sam Raimi revealing someone evil. Do we look at what you did to me? <laughs> Taylor Swift said, "Look what you made me do." Also, I mean, was the like... original description of the Wicked Witch of the West in mm-hmm. the book is she's a one-eyed old crone. Mm-hmm. So the thirty-nine movie actually does not follow the. 1900 novel mm-hmm. so this uh, this novel is 122 years old damn that's pretty old yeah it's, old. it's so, not as old as john roca but you know it's 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 close and then close. glinda after sees this she tells like a big gone witch and we her one technically makes her jump out of the window and i'm like glinda did you intend to kill her in that moment? You didn't she, count she, that the monkeys were going to save her? She, she's a good witch. No, 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 no. I'm part of the field that Glinda is planning the whole thing. Well, I am also of the theory that Glinda intentionally uh, manipulated Dorothy to kill the other witches mm-hmm. to do her dirty work. Oh, nothing. I think this scene, <laughs> I think Sam Raimi did it to suffice ethereal people that believe that Glinda planned the whole thing. Uh, there's no place like home. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the monkeys carry her out and the day is saved. And everybody thinks that uh, Oz like mortally died, but he's Mm -hmm. actually now just a giant head. So he's technically the God figure for us, for the people of us. I mean, he was always seen as the God figure, but Mm -hmm. yes. And Glinda is Jesus, I guess. Maybe you know, kind of like pure, the Holy you know, Spirit? Like pure of heart and mm-hmm. like technically died or whatever and all that stuff. And then we get into the throne room and then everything gets because Oz is nice and they put the projector in the throne room so that the giant head can just be there. We see the curtain, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, all right, let's see. Does this work? Does this work? And I'm like, all right, good. So Finley, Nuck, the China girl, Glinda, and the Master Tinker are in there. And he does throw back to the original. He gives them all a gift. Mm-hmm. Just like, no, for the Master Tinker, I give you this, whatchamacallit. It'll, it has helped me greatly, and it will help you. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. And I'm pretty sure they implied that he makes the Tin Man. Yes, I think they imply that really heavily. Yeah, or at least like the Tinkers do. Mm-hmm. Because we see a bunch of like metal and stuff in there. And we also saw, obviously, the Scarecrows. Mm-hmm. Obviously going for the Scarecrow. And we got our Dorothy. No and Toto. And we already know about the, how, how the cowardly line was technically made. Yes, even though it was done much better in Wicked. Mm-hmm. This whole movie is just, it's just better in Wicked. Because also Wicked has great songs. Mm-hmm. Like some of the best. But and that doesn't surprise me. And we also get the other gifts, which are... And then we see that Finley gets a hat, but the Nikki the hat represents the us hat. That was like, a, this is me giving you my friendship. Now that yes. I can see you as a friend. Not just an, as, an, as an assistant. Yeah, he, he's like, I'm going to give you something that I've never given anybody before. And he's like, your hat. He's like, yes, but also my friendship. Mm-hmm. 
And then to the China girls, like, I don't have any much to give you, but I can give you this. And we see everybody in front of her. It's not the family that you can imagine, but it's the thing that I can give you. And it's like, this is perfect. As we see that, and for you, Glinda, my gift is behind the curtain. And they will go behind the curtain. And he whips out his, no, no, he doesn't. I shouldn't even be making that joke because James Franco. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, again, fuck James Franco. And then technically he says, oh, thank you so much for opening my eyes. Now I have everything that I wanted. And Glenn says, like, I can see the goodness in you. And they kiss. Oh, I bet you can. <laughs> and they kiss as we see only the projection of, of their shadows kissing as we go into the, uh, the world of us. And, and that's the end. What a way to end this. That third act is there such was a no, clusterfuck. That's the other thing. Going back to the 2010 staple of a lot of franchises that died, it was weird that there was no sequel set up or maybe setting up like an end credit scene with Theodora and never know, we're going to have our revenge or something. Or like a Dorothy's birth or like something weird just to make I'm it more convoluted. I'm glad they did not do that. The they Sam did Randy that. Do it. It. There was restraints though. There, it was standalone. It could have had potential for, mm-hmm. I guess, a franchise, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that it was more of a. It's a self-contained story. But that's the thing, and it, it, it does, it does it fall in line with the continuity of the 39 movie too. Yes, it's like a companion. It's like the Doctor Sleep uh, paradox that Doctor yeah, it's a, Sleep it's works. A spiritual sequel works as like uh, for the book fans, and it works for the Kubrick fans. Yeah, here it sort of works. For both you know mm-hmm. obviously they don't draw to much to the books because the 39 version did not really draw much from no. the original novel there is a lot of difference i was surprised like, they didn't even did the silver slippers that supposedly evanora racial was should have been using them during the movie and we did say silver because in the novel it's silver slippers mm-hmm. the ruby slippers though are an mgm thing yes they can't they could not do legally they could not do that mm-hmm so, and I was surprised they that they to. didn't. Yeah, they didn't a lot of this silver was... slippers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a mixed bag. So it very much lives up to its divisive reputation. Yes. What did you think? Um, even with its problems that I just said, that maybe there's an editing problem or the screenplay problem, but this movie is executed pretty well. The pacing is not bad. It's a movie that you enjoy. You're never bored. I would have liked it. Maybe it would have been better if it would have been like a Peter Tinkano, like a little more edge. Maybe like a Jerry Brockheimer if he would have produced it. That would have been interesting. Also, the director of The Ring that he directed the first Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I'm forgetting the, the, the name of the Oh, director. Gore Verbinski. Imagine a Gore Verbinski version of us. Who? That would have yeah. been intense. It also, been, like a, it also would have been like it also would have been like a three and three and a half hour movie. It would have been like a three hour movie, yes. Because yeah. that was his biggest problem with the Lone Ranger was because that movie was way too long. Didn't the Lone Ranger came out a year after this? It might have been the same year. Yeah, and so and that also doesn't have anybody problematic, especially its mm. two leads with uh, actual cannibal Army Hammer and definitely not rife with controversy Johnny Depp, especially mm-hmm. for that movie where he played Tonto. An Indian character, a Native American. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Kimasabi. Uh Yeah, so going back to this movie, 
I still like it as a companion to the 1939 movie. And for me, talking that the 1939 movie is my favorite movie of all time. It didn't do that thing of like fanboys that they talk about right now. I was like, oh my God, they're going to remake this story. It's going to ruin my childhood and all of that crap. I never saw this movie as that of like trying to take over your 1939 version away from you. I saw it more kind of like a, a homage to it, but also using special effects in a really nice way, not in a distracting way like Tim Burton did in, uh, in the Alice film. So I think even San Raimi, and this is the other thing about Staple of San Raimi, even with restraints, San Raimi makes you care about the characters, though. If Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has proved that statement. And Spider-Man 3 as well. He has yes. so many restraints that he hated the screenplay and he still did the movie to close his trilogy. I feel like the best parts of this movie were probably done by Sam Raimi himself. Mm -hmm. Because the problems with these movies, or this movie, is that one or two more creative choices that could have been different, this movie would have been great. Because like you said, if this was mm -hmm. like a PG-13 and if they polished up the last act a little bit better, and if they had mm -hmm. more moments like the China Girl moment i think this would have been a really really solid feature as is it's just moderately okay mm -hmm. first two thirds of this movie i think are great it's paced really well it looks amazing the whole set design costume makeup that whole department's top notch the directing is great uh the performances for the most part are pretty good we were talking about like we feel like james franco was kind of miscast a little bit mm -hmm. like it could have been somebody different like a jake gyllenhaal or leonardo dicaprio something we, because this role was originally offered to again. I said it before: Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp. Even and they though, both turned know, it down. You know who I was thinking if he was alive back then, Heath Ledger. He, as oh, the Heath Wizard. Ledger could have done so much. That mm -hmm. would have worked because of Michelle Williams. Yeah. As well, and imagine the uh, chemistry between those two. Definitely could have missed. Uh, could have cast Mila Kunis. Uh, could have cast somebody else for that role. Yeah, I think this is the thing I even told Billy before we record. I think Mila Kunis as Theodora was great, but when she turns into the Wicked Witch of the West, I think another actor should have done her role. Yes, I agree. As Theodora, she's fine. Mm -hmm. She's totally fine. But, uh, I mean, I didn't even mind Zach Braff. Mm -hmm. not that, he's not that bad. He's actually funny. And, yeah, if it wasn't for that clunky third act and... I mean, that's it's not as bad as like, let's say, a Fant Four Stick, where that just oh, completely no. that completely ruins the movie. And that was mm -hmm. all. I'm pretty sure all of that was because of it, it was reshot by the studio. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a lot of studio notes in that last act as well. It's like we yeah. got to get this done, we got to get this done, and that never ever works, and mm -hmm. it just works against the movie. And really, nobody cared about the movie when it came out. Nobody really cares about it now. But it's just an interesting note in Sam Raimi's filmography. And this was the last one for another, again, nine years before he would direct something. He produced and he directed the pilot episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And he's produced mm -hmm. a lot of movies. And he tried to get a bunch of other projects off the ground, but they were all scrapped. Mm -hmm. So that's why it took so long. But he hasn't stopped working. And really, let's just end this month with, with saying Sam Raimi proves that creativity and hard can work... Can happen in a big studio. Yes, can happen with working with big studios. And he can make 
some pretty damn impressive projects. Because I will give again, this creativity and fun. Mm. Yes, movies and fun. are so fun to watch. You will never be bored. That's the thing. Going back to the criticism of Doctor Strange, it was because we're talking about the director though. They were like, uh, "Oh, this feels out of nowhere. Why is it so violent? And the pay, the pacing is like a little too fast." And it was like, uh, "Have you guys seen a Sam Raimi movie before?" I Have you know never that seen the... Spider Man. You I was know how like, violent those movies are. I was like, does it think he does movies that they're like spectacles? It feels like a, imagine Sam Raimi directing an Indiana Jones movie. That would have been insane. But does it think he has a really particular style? He makes you care. He plays with the camera. He that's why there were fans of him. He's pretty malleable in any kind of genre, though. He has done dramas, he has done westerns, comic book movies, and now he made one of his passion projects because The Wizard of Us from 1939 is one of his favorite movies. It's it's a lot of people's favorite movies. There's uh-huh. a, it's one of those movies where a lot of people draw inspiration from. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's Wizard of Oz, King Kong, uh, because that was what Peter Jackson did yes. uh, in 2005 was because King Kong was the thing that inspired him. It's just something Citizen that Kane. any director... Many Citizen directors, Citizen King, Gone with the Wind. Like, there's so many movies that directors. You know what? Funny enough from. that you mentioned Gone with the Wind because it's the same director. And from um, Bomb, that he did. Yeah, I mean, even uh, though he was he was hired mm-hmm. on, he wasn't the original director, but he was hired on. But that Gone with the Wind is not a movie I think we will ever cover because no. it is, that is one of the most controversial movies. Not only time. controversial, but. For me, it's also interesting that Victor Fleming was directing technically both films at the same time. And but one of them had some movies because so many extras and the Technicolor technology back in 1939. And also, if you're talking about history of cinema, Gone with the Wind went through so many problems, but Wizard of Us have the double of problems. Because of all of the but things, they ended like, up being two of the considered the greatest movies of all time. Two mm-hmm. of the biggest movies. All the Wind, adjusted for inflation, is the highest grossing movie of all time. Yes, it still is. It will probably never be broken. Mm-hmm. And that is an incredible, incredible experience. I will get this movie, even with its flaws. I for me, it's a seven. It's a really good movie. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to give it a six. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of his weakest films, but I feel like that was more on the studio than the actual director. Because mm-hmm. it's the thing, it's that uh, same goddamn thing that studios will never learn is that you have to have some restraint on your directors. You can't let them have full creative control. Mm-hmm. But you can't have too much, like you can't make a movie by committee. Mm-hmm. Because that never works. Ever. Okay, rarely does it ever work. And even then, mm-hmm. it makes for a interesting experience. Yeah. But now that we're all done with Sam Raimi, next month, we put out a Twitter poll, so we don't know what we're going to do next mm-hmm. month, but we got some fun ideas. And until then, where can the good people find you, buddy? You can find me at Robert RDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at Robert RDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNS pod on Twitter. And please give us a recommendation. Give us a nice review on Apple, Spotify, Google, and the other ones in Jubilee. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and 
letterboxed at master of puns 196 every word starts with a capital letter you can also find me on instagram at billy batson's lightning nothing is capitalized and once again you can follow our twitter at sys pod as well as give us a five star and just write a review on apple podcasts and listen to us on google stitcher spotify soundcloud anchor wherever podcasts are listened to and as always see you next summer i'll get you my pretty and your little podcast too <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>